Hello, everyone, and welcome to Paranormal Analytical. I'm your host, Eddie Hill, along with my other host, Rick Warren and James Toops. Welcome, boys. How are y'all doing? Hello. Hello, dirtbags and scallywags. What's happening? It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> so, yeah, man, finally, it's the Paranormal Show. You know, we've been uh, we've been doing politics here for the last uh, what last two times in a row, and uh, now we've got uh, finally came back into yep. the paranormal world, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some uh, ghost stories, happenings that we've you know encountered during investigations, and that kind of a thing. Plus, whatever you guys want to talk about as well. So, uh, anybody in the audience who has uh, any questions, concerns, comments or what have you, please feel free to spit them into the chat room, and we'll be glad to uh, talk about them. Uh, let's start off with uh, Rick. I know you've been doing some investigations here uh, not too long ago, and uh, we just had Sonia pop up. We haven't seen you in a while, Sonia. I hope everything's going well. Good evening. Well, there's Sonia. Nice to have you on here. Hey, Sonia. And we've got Irma Linda. Pleasure to have you on, Irma. Always glad to see you on here. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we've got a pretty good uh, scary Halloweenish type show going. So, Rick, tell us a little bit about some of your things that you've had going on and some of the experiences. Well, we just got back from uh, investigating what was called the Chisholm Trail Museum. Uh, here in Kansas, uh, the Chisholm Trail was a, um, a path from Texas all the way up to Abilene, Kansas, and they brought everything from cattle to um, syphilis up into Kansas. And um, nice. along the way, along the way, there was a lot of cow towns that popped up all over the place. Uh, I can't think of one instance of any town that that popped up in Kansas that there wasn't bloodshed, murder, and mayhem in all of these towns because of what happened with the uh, people that were on the cattle drive and you can just imagine you know back in those early 1800 uh, years uh, what it would have been like to have a cattle herd of 1,000 1,500 2,000 cows driving up from Texas into Kansas and uh, it left a bloody trail uh, like I said of murder and mayhem and and just all kinds there was uh, Indian warfares there was cowboy against cowboy uh, you name it there was all things going on and we went to this museum and there are, I don't know. It's kind of like your Alamo museum down there, Eddie. I mean, there's okay. so many artifacts down right, artifacts right. down there that was, it is just unbelievable what's there, but we got a lot of evidence out of that, uh, out of that museum. And uh, I went to the cemetery and this was a pauper's cemetery out west of town. And it's the first time in a long time I've really had some good interaction there with uh, my whole left side going into a cold spot. My whole left arm, my body was cold. There was goosebumps over, all over my left arm. The guy put uh, an EMF meter up on me, and it pegged out. And you could tell. I, I just stood there, and I said, you're, you're standing right next to me. And, and the meter pegged out again. And it was so cool because you could, I could literally feel that I, I don't want to say entity, but it, there was a power there. There was a force there that I've never felt before inside a cemetery like that. And it just really, it was, it was a good find. It was a good find. I mean, a lot of people were kind of freaked out about it, but I mean, um, 
as long as we've been in the paranormal, Eddie and James, um, I don't get too freaked out that often as far as, I mean, it takes a lot for me to freak out. So, I mean, to be, uh, have that kind of experience, you know, it, it was very, very enlightening to me to be able to sit there and have that go on that night. It was, it was special. It really was. Wow. That sounds really awesome. I love when we have experiences like that, that really, uh, that, that really kind of shake us, especially when we've been doing this for so long, because that really doesn't happen too often. I want to give a quick shout out also to uh, Carrie Lynn. She uh, j- joined up a little while ago. She goes, hey, guys, caught you on a Saturday, finally. Yes, you did, and I'm glad. Finally, you get to hear us on here live. And uh, Danielle's on here. She says, hey, y'all. And uh, y'all. Y'all, right there. It says y'all. She's, you can tell she's <laughs> she's Texican. It's a southern thing. It's, yeah, she's, it's a coon ass thing. Yeah, yeah. She, she's also it's Texas. It's a Texas thing or what? She's a coon ass. And we've got uh, no, she's James. A we have James' say, favorite voice <laughs> in the whole world. We've got Darren Wedlock on here. Hey, y'all. Man, he says all. Hey, all, not y'all. See, that's y'all is southern. Yeah, hey, all. all. Yeah, all. Helping y'all. out my sister's okay. paintball hey, business, let me but listening in when I can. Look. Darren, it's always great to have you on here, brother. And let and me I interpret that. It. So crank it up loud and listen in while let we're sitting here. Let me interpret Darren's love. And, and uh, we also uh, we've got yep, uh, Darren Valerie. She says hi, Rick Warren. And uh, how you doing, Valerie? And Rick is sitting there watching everything that's going on. We've got people jumping in left and right over here, folks. We've got uh, Ermelinda awesome. says that sounds so awesome, Rick. Did it feel cold? So we'll get back to that in just a moment. Yes. And uh, Danielle, fine. Hey, you all. No, it's y'all. You had it right the first time, Danielle. So don't go, don't go changing that on me now. Hey, Probably you woman. all. Uh-uh. Hey, let me uh, let me translate Darren's uh, Darren statement here. Oh, okay. It actually sounds like hell helping out at my sister's paintball business, but listening to when I can. I have the sexiest voice in podcasting. Peace out. <laughs> well, that was that was a good attempt there. Uh, I got James, my girls but, right uh, not not quite as sexy as uh, Darren. And then we got uh, Danielle well, look, laughing. This is my girl. Is one of one of my girls. This is Annabella right here. She's uh, she's listening to the show and she's kind of out of camera. But Annabella, I'm, uh, a little squirt thing. Hi, Annabella. Annabella and Sophie. And Sophie. Uh, Hi, Sophie. Yeah, they're hanging out with me for the show tonight. And, awesome. Uh, they're great. Say hi, guys. Hi. No, say that. Like, do it creepy like the twins from the, uh, what's that movie from The Shining? Do it like, at the same time. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, creepy. creepy as hell. Yeah. That's creepy. So I, I don't, go I don't know what it is. With, with I don't know about what it <laughs> yeah. is about uh, children, but, man, children can make just about anything sound creepy when you're talking paranormal or ghosts. Absolutely. You know, and I had this one crying on a mic one time when she was first born. Um, like some death metal music and I had her crying in the background in a mic and it was it, I threw it into the mix and dude it was badass it, it was crazy no, and, uh, anymore, but it real was awesome. quick Irma Linda says hi girls bye Irma Linda says hi girls so yeah everybody everybody's glad to see you all on here and I'm so glad so you all are everybody. listening to the show so uh Rick, they're big into the show. They wanted to be on tonight, and they're like, "Can we get in the show?" Can yes, absolutely. Get them, get them in the show. On. You don't have to put them off camera. <laughs> Sit them right there next to you. Rick, continue on with your uh, with your story, man. Okay, y'all get in here. 
What's that? I said, continue on with your story because Irma Linda wants to know a little bit more what you felt. Irma, Irma Linda, yes. uh, It was one of the coldest feelings I've ever walked into for a long time. It literally, it felt like every sensation in my left arm and body was was tingling and and almost, um, it was crazy. It really was. And uh, what was great about it, it just didn't happen for just, a couple seconds it lasted probably a good 30 seconds something like that 30 or 40 seconds of it just being or standing and being right there beside me we're going back sunday night i'm going to be hosting another event over there it's called booze and brews and we're going to be telling ghost stories and talking about the paranormal and after that i'm going to go back to that cemetery and do another investigation that's going to be really cool uh tom wants to know if uh any other strange stuff has occurred not only to uh, any of us. Well, of course, with us, you know, you know it has. But anybody else in the audience, anybody who's listening in the chat room, if you if you have a story, post it on the chat and share it. I mean, that's going to be really cool. We'd love to hear it, and we'll read it out loud to everybody. And uh, James, I know you had some crazy stuff happen yeah, here right. before long as well. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the recent investigations we went on, I got touched for the first time. That was really, really creepy. Uh, we're standing in a room, and it's probably about, uh, well, let me take about eight of us, six or eight, I guess, and standing there just, you know, listening to the uh, to the tour and the, and the history of the house, and something got me on the back of the arm. It just, it, it felt like that and that, like one finger, two fingers, and it it literally depressed. Like, it wasn't just a touch. It was like a depressed like this, and uh, that was really, really strange, and I immediately was like, Hey man, uh, did you just touch me or what? And person next to me was like, no. Okay. And then down the line, like a minute, same thing, somebody else on the back of the leg, very strange, really strange. And it was just, I don't know. It was just kind of cool. It was, it was, it wasn't, it was unsettling <laughs> to say the least, but it was, it was kind of cool. You know, you kind of like, shit, man, man, some, somebody's really here. Somebody's really behind me and, and really did that there it was pretty it was a pretty amazing thing really cool yeah i could have taken this to a whole other level you realize that right james <laughs> yeah well it was here it was here it wasn't below the waist it wasn't below the belt so but uh <laughs> i could have still worked hell, that with might it. have been cool too <laughs> yeah i could have still worked with that <laughs> you know me i'm not at a loss for words when it comes to things like this and uh yeah so i mean it's i mean that's the one thing that eight of us it was kristen said okay it was eight of us uh uh kristen says it was me james lol no it wasn't so i have it on video she was sitting next to me that's that's my partner one of my partners and uh she was she was probably what kristen i think about two feet away you know and um, I looked, I looked dead at her and I was like, did you just touch me? And she goes, no, dude, I didn't, I didn't mess with you. And, and she was into what she was looking at, you know, she was in the story. So it's like, you just touched me. She's like, no, man. And I was like, okay. You know, and then went back and reviewed the footage and she didn't move. And you can huh. see me in the footage. I'm like, then my sister, you know, she got hit too. And then a couple of more, I think Kristen, I think it was like three or four of us got wow. touched that, that in that same room. Darren Wedlock. And, uh, yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, Darren Wedlock says, yeah, we had a cattle mutilation here in New Zealand. In New Zealand, He's researching it now. So that's, uh, you know, sad for the cow, but, I mean, it's kind of a, 
interesting that that happened to you guys over here just recently. And uh, Kristen says, uh, I did not touch him, and it touched three people in the room. That's that's pretty cool yeah. that a lot of people and, got touched. And uh, Kristen also says, uh, later on that night, we he asked me if he t- if I, yeah, if I touched him. I, Lol. And also, mm. uh, yeah, two feet. Yeah. Uh, so later on that night, um, I could I think Eddie, I think I've sent you the video. Uh, but later on that, we're upstairs in this place, and there was a solid hiss uh, right behind me. Um, I mean, this this is all all stuff that happened recently, you know, within this, but, dude, I have stories that go way, way, way back. You know, I'm talking about, like, early 90s, you know, late 80s, but this is the stuff that's recent. Um, there was right behind me uh, in this room. Uh, it seemed like about eye level and was probably about – I had to put a number on maybe four for me, but uh, we're walking out of this room and this thing went like that, like right there, like wow. right behind me. And uh, I'm telling you, it made everybody stand up. And me and Kristen and my sister, uh, we were walking out of this room. And they all three heard it, or all both of the, all three of us heard it. And I spun around. I'm like, okay, um, I hear you, <laughs> you know. Um, and I've seen people in the same, in that same place, you know, something like that happens. Another person got his that and they just out, uh, the whole team just ran out. They freaked out, you know, and I just, I'm like, <laughs> you know, for lack of better, um, anything just kind of just turned around. I was like, okay, I hear you. Um, we're, we're going to walk out. And then, uh, I had a camera set up in that same camera was going up and down just yeah i saw that video whole, like 30 or 40 minutes yeah, yeah that was and it was actually creepy. this camera right here wow uh this one was it was just it was static man and, and it was just going down yeah. going up we've like actually had that like happen on investigations before we, we walked in the room it stopped also has anyone had any serious intuitions uh or any type of predictions of or events that became true you know and actually occurred um, we're going to ask that out there. And if anybody has had any experiences like that, go ahead and post them onto the chat. Uh, Kristen also says, uh, creepiest thing that has happened to me was in Yorktown. I didn't realize it happened until I reviewed the evidence. I had what I believed to be a demon mock me in two voices at once. And then a woman's voice said, oh, a demon. Yeah, we've. I've actually... I've actually had that happen, and it's creepy as hell to hear. She mm-hmm. also says, uh, pull this up. Yeah. Well, it happened to me recently. The hiss was really creepy, well, too, I will admit. And uh, Darren says, this case is a bit different. The farmer's dogs and horses have been mutilated, too. Oh, shoot. The dogs also. Uh, precision cuts and body Damn. strained of all fluids. Man, now that's the first time I've heard okay, of. Okay, uh, we're talking something different. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard of uh, dogs yeah, actually we're, we're getting talking. taken out. Mm-hmm. But uh, Rick, what else you got going? Yeah, we're, we're we're talking. Uh, um, we're talking Skinwalker Skinwalker Ranch kind of shit, Aaron. Yeah, uh, that's that is some next level type of stuff right there. Uh, when you get those cuts like that and uh, completely drained. Uh, when they pick the animals up to load them up on the cart, nothing comes out, uh, no fluids, no anything. That's next level. That's that's skinwalker type of stuff. So, 
uh, they they still hadn't put a finger on that. And Eddie, you you you're familiar with Skinwalker, so oh, um, Rick, some. I know you are too. But um, you know, Skinwalker is is kind of a that's a what the hell is going on kind of thing over there. It's it's not even a it, I don't it's paranormal all the way. But what do you call it? I mean, because there's it's just such a weird place. It's well, it's still it's still uh it's still paranormal. Real quick, Kristen uh, says, James, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night, guys. Wanted to touch base. Say hi. I'm almost done with the turnaround. Kristen, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you for stopping by and uh, have yourself a safe and uh, happy night. Uh, Rick? uh, Yeah, she's working her ass off right now. What else else have you had happen? I have. I had a volunteer one time. We were working a Saturday morning. Our weld shop was right next door to the city cemetery uh, there in Ark City, Kansas. Me and my buddy uh, volunteered to work one morning, just a half day, just to get caught up on some tacking and some other type of welding that we were needing to get done. And we were sitting there and we were going over the blueprints and he's talking to me about setup and everything else like that. And all there's nobody, absolutely nobody, but me and him in this weld shop and in the back room, which is darkened, it is locked. There's no way that anybody could have got bias or anything like that. We're sitting there, or standing there, and all at once, the, I hear this, Rick, Rick. He looked at me, and I looked at him, and I said, did you hear that? And he goes, yeah. We both took off, went back to that back room. He unlocks the door, and I'm flipping on lights. We're talking probably a 40 by 40 room. Uh, with parts and everything in it. We looked behind every machine. We looked behind every piece of equipment. There was nothing in that room. Wow. And uh, he just sat there and he goes, I'm not believing this. I'm not believing this. And, and it was, I could see it was starting to shake him up a little bit. And I said, well, let's go. I said, let's lock up and uh, we'll, we'll talk about this later. We got back into the front room area and he goes, dude, he goes, I'm done. Because I can't, I can't deal with this kind of stuff like this. And he left that day and never come back. And I never could get him to work with me again. That is insane, dude. That's crazy. Now I've got one which is kind of creepy, and this happened quite a long time ago. I can't tell you the name of the town, but we were uh, allowed to investigate a very, very, very old courthouse that was mega haunted. Uh, they would receive 911 calls from this courthouse late at night uh, from a phone from a phone that didn't exist at the courthouse and the 911 calls would come in they would hear static hissing that kind of a thing Uh, they thought they would hear voices on occasions but I mean the police department wouldn't even go investigate fire department there was no way you're going to make them go in. And uh, when we were allowed to go in and, and investigate this, and uh, all I can say is it, it's between me and you, James, this place. It's a little town. And uh, between San Antonio and Houston. And this place is huge. And another little clue to the place, one of the convicts that was there, that was uh, he was hung at that location, had also killed a guy for snoring too loud. And another little tidbit of information, he was married in the jail cell to a woman. 
So uh, a lot of energy there for that wow. one. But we went to investigate this place, and there was a door that was locked. And we had we set up a static camera there, and a few minutes later we went back because we heard some banging on that door, and we went to open that door to, to try it again, and it was unlocked. But then when we walked into the courtroom, we picked up an EVP that was a Class A, and you could hear a voice, and it said, All rise on that EVP. Damn it. And it was just creepy. And we had all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, we had uh, Christine Salas, who is uh, one of our uh, psychic mediums uh, for the team back then. And we had gone behind the where the judge sits in the, and, and like where the chambers are kind of, but there's a little round staircase that twists all the way up to the attic. And when I say twist, it's one of those old ones where, I mean, I didn't even fit. I mean, I was all ducked over just trying to get up that little spiral staircase. It was full of cobwebs and everything. Nobody's been up there forever. And, uh, and it was, uh, I think three or four of us that were going up those stairs well, Christine, our psychic, picked up that there was this entity that was highly, highly upset, and she started panicking. She'd go, we have to go, we have to go, we have to go. We got to go now. We got to go now. So we all turned around and started trying to get back down these, this little metal staircase. And on the recording, you could hear us as we're going down the stairs, and you hear Christine, she goes, it's really angry, it's really angry. And you hear this, Rah! I mean, loud screaming EVP. It was blood curdling. And we didn't hear it in person, but you could hear it on that recording. And that spooked us out. That was something crazy in that place. So yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff. And I love EVPs. I love EVPs. Oh yeah, yeah. I do too. um, There's there's (laughs) one case on the EVP, James. I don't know if you remember this or not. But there was a, a couple, Debbie Constantine and her husband, that used to do a lot of EVP work for Ghost yeah, Adventures and Zach Bagans. I remember and, that. Um, yeah. A lot quick. of the stuff that I, I listened to from her, really, really, they were really good at those EVPs. Real quick, I want to yeah. read, um, uh, read you some never of the know. comments. I mean, go ahead. All right. Ermelinda says, I've told you guys about it before. I have visions of dead people um, and what they're wearing. Let me see. uh, They let me see where they're at. Mostly cold case women. Uh, She also says some men, they are being looked for. Some dead and some alive. Even in dreams. It happens next day or near future. Marcus says courthouses. I also heard whorehouses, too. This is cool. A great break from politics. <laughs> Absolutely, Marcus. Then we've got uh, Irma says, uh, I see numbers, and that lets me know where the location is. That's kind of cool that you're getting numbers. That's that's really interesting. She also says, uh, Christine, I've talked to her, or I've talked to about that lady missing from the flea market off Highway 16. She's never been found yet. Yeah, that one's been a cold case for a very long time, but I have a feeling she's not too far from uh, that area off 16. And uh, 
Marcus says, mm -hmm. uh, I recall a website that spells or that sells paranormal equipment like EVP recorders, voice boxes, etc. You all ever use any detectors? Yes. Um, actually, we have mm -hmm. quite a bit. Yep. Totally. But uh, EVP recorders are just recorders. And let me tell you something real quick. Don't go out and get the most expensive uh, recorders you can find because they literally filter out anything that could be possibly be an EVP. Uh, they sound great as far as mm -hmm. audio, but uh, your EVPs are going to suffer. And uh, Marcus says, uh, oh, God, I remember that. Yep. And then, uh, uh, let's see, Marcus also said, they had a horrific end of life. And uh, then we've got... Yes, uh, I did. Valerie, I'm here in Floresville, Texas, historic restaurants. I feel many presents. Valerie, hello, neighbor. I'm in Floresville, too. So, very cool. And uh, Darren Wedlock, he says, hey, Rick, did you record that voice saying Rick? Rick. Oh, I wish I could have. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, we've got some great stories I coming had, up. So, I had a friend of mine that I grew up with. Um, you know, his name is Gilbert. Great guy. Uh, grew up together from the time we were like, I don't know, eight. And we're still friends now. Um, we lived in the same street at the, you know, in the same neighborhood. So, well, I was raised in South Louisiana, uh, Homa, in um we lived on this island, basically. Like, there's one way in and one way out. It's kind of like a peninsula. And um, a, there was a bayou on the one side and a bayou on the other side. And that was it. Like, you can come in and come out. Um, so I found out through history that the house we lived in, that, you know, from when I was born until, you know, when I, went, I moved out, my mom's still there. Uh, that house is built on top of a farm. Um, back in the back of the street, there's a, uh, a park, but it's built of a graveyard. Uh, we actually found a grave in the park. And, um, I remember the guy's name on the graves on the headstone. It was Isaac Johnson two tech four was, that was the name of the grave right there in the park. Well, my buddy Gilbert, his, uh, his house was right to the park and, uh, he would never, ever invite anybody inside his house we were not allowed inside his house we were not allowed to have sleepovers anything like that um they moved out of that house and they moved about i don't know if i had to put a number i think about 30 up the street so they moved out of the house in the same neighborhood and moved up the street 30 houses or so give or take and lived there you know until they all moved out well um he told me stories about this house that um, it was on, it was basically the park was here and the graveyard was underneath the park and the house was next door to it. But I think the graveyard extended, you know, wider. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said that his grandma was in there one time and his grandma, I didn't like her much. I, I have to say, I value his grandma about the same as I do Nancy. <laughs> you know, Whoa. she was mean as hell, but she was in. Yeah, she was a brooch. So she was a uh, she was in the bedroom one night. And uh, Gilbert's sister, uh, sister Faith, uh, his younger sister Faith, um, grandma's in bedroom. You know, looking in the mirror, getting dressed, this and that. Faith walks in the room, and grandma says, "Faith, 
you're not allowed in here. You know, your mama's going to uh, be mad or whatever the case. And she just didn't say anything. She kept walking. She walked in the closet, the hidden closet. And uh, she's like, Faith, what are you doing? And she walked in there and Faith was gone. Wow. When she came back out of the bedroom and went from there's Faith sitting on the couch right there. She's like, what are you doing in the bedroom? She's like, I wouldn't, I, I never went in the bedroom. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, doppelganger. Um, there was a girl that roamed around that. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. We were never allowed in that house. Inside of that house, we were not allowed. Period. No sleepovers, no nothing. As soon as they moved from that house to the new house, party's on, man. Party's on. I remember my uh, 16th birthday. It was great. Uh, that was, yeah, that's the street. It was a slave street. Uh, the quarters were all along that street, and the, uh, the master's plantation was all the way in the back. Uh, Mr. Gary, he owns that property now. Beautiful property now. He, he done tore all the trees down, put his place up. Looks, it looks great. Um, across the bayous from from Rip are nothing but cane fields. Um, if you go in Homa and look up Presque Isle, which means prestigious island, that's where I grew up. And you'll see all the history right there. And it, it was it was all slave, you know, oriented and stuff. Wow. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on back there. Yeah. Place. Well, fellas, it is that time to take a quick little break. Uh, Irma Linda, I see where you're talking about a white bridge. We're going to talk about that when we come back. And uh, Danielle has a pretty interesting story that is on the chat. So mm -hmm. get a chance to read it. And we'll talk about that, too, when we come back. So uh, everybody stand by. We're going to take a quick little break, and we shall return soon. It's right up your alley. Can't get nothing past this guy right here. <laughs> Season two. Been walking in the graveyard. Can't explain exactly why. Just like the way it looks with a full moon in the sky. Yeah. 
And we are back, everyone. I want to thank you all for uh, standing by while we did our little break. It was awesome. I hope you all liked that uh, little uh, tune that we played. I, th- I think it kind of fit, you know, as far as the graveyard theme. And uh, I guess we don't have James on here yet. I think he ran off for a moment. Rick? He's been abducted. He's been abducted. I think he's been abducted. Uh, I think... Uh, Maybe Darren Wedlock got him. I don't know. He was talking about his ex-wife. I don't know if he might have got in a skirmish there. I don't know. I I can tell you what happened then. You know, Danielle Danielle jumped into the picture while we were on break, and she took him. Danielle, you can have him after we're done, but uh, return him because we kind of need him for the show. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) Darren says, oh, ex-wife, I was walking through a graveyard one night, and the devil jumped out and said, Aha, I'm the devil. I said, Hi, I'm Darren, and I married your sister. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I think wow. a lot of us have had the devil's sister. Um, yeah. And, hey, uh, Eddie, that uh, here one, I am. <laughs> uh, woman, that one woman in the chat room, uh, her name is Valerie. Uh, yeah, she lives really, really close down there by you, so you guys need to hook up. She's got some things she wants to talk to you about. All right. So we just got through all this stuff real quick. I, I want to respond to Irma Linda as far as uh, we're the, the missing lady and being close to a white bridge. Um, if you all have ever heard of the Donkey Lady Bridge, um, I have a suspicion that... She may have got caught up down there somewhere. There's a lot of uh, thick branches, and it's really uh, it's really thick up in there. In the water, there's a lot of debris. So if she went in, she could have washed up into that and got caught up, and uh, she wouldn't have come up. So there's a big possibility of that. So, yeah. And Danielle, uh, I know you said... Uh, that uh, you know you'd seen hang on a second here uh, james might get dropped off here i'll let you know yeah because I, I was telling him that he may have got abducted and you ended up over there in new zealand with him but uh yeah daniela was talking about no i didn't teleport man i'm here <laughs> seeing uh her grandfather's second wife and uh, she said i used to see my grandfather's second wife at the end of the hall you know, in this house. I was maybe two when she died. I've never seen a picture of her, but I was able to describe her perfectly to my parents from my visions. That's really cool, Daniel. That is awesome stuff right there. Hey, um, yeah, let me, let me back that up. Let me back that up right quick. Let me, let me, let me back that up right quick because <laughs> I tell you, I saw the same thing. So uh, this is like, uh, shit, I don't know, 15, 15- 20 years ago. So, uh, when me and her first started talking and, you know, hanging out and stuff like that, um, it, uh, you know, Hey, come, come over here and hang out and watch, watch football. Yeah. Kind of shit. So I go over there and, uh, watch football and, uh, you know, so I'm leaving one day and, um, next thing you know, like I'm walking across, uh, from a room to like, to leave, I guess, through the kitchen and the hallway is here. So I'm like walking across and I look down 
I see like a full apparition of a person at the end of that hallway, like kneeling down at the back of the hallway, facing out like, like towards the hall, uh, just like this old lady. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I just, I, I, I didn't say anything. I just left, you know, and she's like, Hey, um, why don't you come back? You know, uh, come, come by today and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. Um, one of my place, you know, we can hang out and stuff here. Uh, no, 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 come on. I got, you know, this and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. But no, why don't you come to my place? And it wasn't until I'm like, um, so look, here's what I saw. And here's why I don't want to come back, um, over there. Because like I seen at the end of the hallway, like this old lady kneeling down facing, you know, out. And I was like, I'm good. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to go back over there. So, and um, and she told me what she saw, you know, and it it was kind of like, okay, that's that's really really weird, just kind of strange. And it, I, I just back, you know, that was the last time I went there, you know, I was good with that. And I'm like, no, never went back. Um, and she lived there, you know, and I wasn't down with that. I'm like, hey, no, hey, James, you, you come to my place and we got football all you want, James. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, you know kind of freak you out but uh there's something really creepy happening behind you there's a weird thing behind me cameras are backwards there it is what are you doing finally we captured one on film (laughs) 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 my kids are strange man (laughs) you gotta love it man you gotta love it i got another one i got I got kids that works, man. Here's another one, you know. Yeah, they're just they're just all weird, you know. Uh, just you get used to it. I got so total. I have oh, get in here and look at all these girls. Come here, look at all this. You realize he's going to end up bald and gray with so many little girls. Oh, you're already oh bald. My God, see, yeah, he's getting it started. There. He's getting there. Yeah. Well, you know, his hair no, would have I'm turned there. gray, no, but it turned I'm loose there. first. I head. Yeah, his his head turned his hair turned <laughs> loose before it turned gray, like a seventeen head. <laughs> and the back of his head is hair. Okay, nobody asked you. Thank you for the thank you. <laughs> She's like, so, and the back of his head is so shiny. So, Rick. <laughs> Rick. I, it's not gray. I have chrome, okay? It's not I, gray. I, Rick, I got to ask you. Know? you. Shit. <laughs> I got to ask you, Rick. What was that? the most freakiest and scariest situation you've ever been in while investigating? I would say uh, probably when I met uh, that Bruja that was uh, down in Arizona. And... Um, I know that you know what I'm talking about when you meet somebody that just intrigues you and just enthralls you with everything that that all encompassing all encompassing of whatever you thought the paranormal was about she was one of the most powerful brujas I've ever ran into and bruja, bruja. in Spanish means witch yeah say bruja yeah. you know what I'm talking about Eddie yes bruja. I do and um it is, it is probably the, I, 
left that place and it probably took me three months to get over her and get away from her as far as her ability to enter my dreams and my thoughts. And she was a man, one of the most powerful women I've ever met in that, in that study of witchcraft. And what was it about her that really rocked your boat? Basically her ability to go into incantations and conjuring. It took you into a, another world that I have never, I never thought possible you could be in as far as just captivating and just totally enthralled you with what she was saying and what she was doing. And um, I've been in, I've been in her, I was in her presence more than once and I thought maybe we were there 30 minutes and three hours later, I walked out and didn't realize we'd been in the, in the presence of that uh, entity and her deity for that long. Danielle says, did she put a spell on you, Rick? I think there for a while she did. I really do. Because I, I really believe that they were grooming me for something. I don't know what, but I ran. I ran as fast as I could because I was, they were getting in, I was getting pulled further and further down into the dark arts and into what, I mean, I wasn't comfortable with it. I saw levitation. We went to a Hogan one night. It was almost 85 degrees outside. It was so cold in there, you could see your breath. And her and the shaman that was in that Hogan were doing the conjuring and the, and the incantations. And I saw the pelts that were on the floor levitate about three inches off the floor. And they were getting into the darker, most darkest arts as far as really, really all in all encompassing and enthralling inside of you and it was i felt like i was being pulled into it wow and danielle says human sacrifice i wouldn't put it past it i really don't because i mean they were like i said uh i've never met anybody since that time with that kind of ability i've met a lot of people eddie i've met a lot of people and been in the paranormal for quite a while and i've yet i have yet to meet another person with that kind of power I'm going to bring up a little story that happened to us one night. We were uh, filming for uh, Paranormal Analytical. And uh, just so happens, this was a, a video that was lost. And uh, it was ended up being corrupt. But uh, we were at a place which is over here known as a Santeria or Curandera, which is like a bruja. And... Mm -hmm. while we were visiting with the lady who ran the, the shop because we were going to film in there and along in that place there was uh, it had a lot of statues of Santa Muerte which is used a lot over here uh, which is the dead saint uh, translated and it's uh, a lot of people look at this as a very very powerful saint the Santa Muerte and uh, it's used mm -hmm. a lot of times by uh, the cartel, things like that, to keep them safe and keep them from getting caught by the police, et cetera, et cetera. I was speaking to her, and uh, we were speaking in Spanish. And she told me that before the night was over, one of my crew members was going to be hurt. And I said, I've never had a crew member hurt hmm. on an investigation. Um, what do you mean by hurt? She said, I don't know how it's going to happen or how they're going to get hurt but it's a crew member that has a very bad back and they're going to be hurt. As the night progressed, I didn't think much more about it because we spoke, I, you know, her and I spoke for like over an hour. After a while, 
I went into our bus. We had the paranormal analytical bus. And uh, when we went inside, we had a brother of one of the people there that was investigating with us. And he was a big guy. And I totally forgot that he had a hurt back. He had a big back or like a bad back. And he asked me, he said, uh, as I was walking by, he said, do you have your pocket knife? And I was like, yeah. And I had a double bladed, uh, what's called a cold steel triple action, which is kind of like a butterfly knife, only a little bit more ad- advanced. It was, it's really cool. It's a double edged blade. So I flipped it out and did my little twirling thing, opened it, and I handed it to him, not thinking anything about it. And he looked at me and he said, remember how I told you that my back was bad and how I have no feeling really in my lower extremities? And I looked at him, I was like, yeah. He goes, watch. And he took that knife, which has a four-inch blade, and stuck it right through his, the top of his leg while he was sitting down buried that blade all the way down and I looked at him and he's into special effects as well and I looked at him and I thought no way did he just do that but sure as shit he buried that blade into his leg the top part of his leg and I was like I was stunned I couldn't believe he just did that and he looked at me and he says see I didn't even feel that. And I yelled for Patrick, our, our medic. And I said, uh, Patrick, I said, get over here. Get that knife out of his leg. Get him off the bus and get him to a hospital. Luckily, we ended right. up getting him to a hospital, and he got the knife out of his leg without any issues. And thank God, without cutting an artery or anything. It, it was just right. one of those incidents. And I thought back to what that lady said. And I thought, it was him all along. But I did not think about him having a bad back. And that really creeped me out. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it yeah, was kind of weird. It was really weird. I, I didn't expect that. I mean, who would have ever expected somebody to, to yeah. you know, stab a knife through their leg? And especially something like that with a double edge. You know? I mean, Dang. it was crazy. And uh, in her in her shop along with the uh, Santa Muerte statues and all that stuff. You know, she had all the different uh, herbs and things, uh, sage and what have you. But she also had an owl, a small owl. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, I said, you have an owl? And she said, look, she looked me dead in the eye and she said, that's not an owl. That's La Chusa, which is another urban legend in the Hispanic culture of an owl witch which is said to Damn. come out of the dark. If you whistle three times, it's said to appear. And if it appears, it normally attacks and scratches your eyes out. So that's really a spooky incident. Uh, I mean, that was something that I wasn't, uh, I wasn't too, I'm not whistling uh, too prepared for. I mean, there's a lot of things you prepare for, but having some one of your team members stab themselves in the leg is not one of them. Damn. Oh, that's, that's not usual. That's I not thought... a normal thing. Uh, it, Kind of reminds me of Ace Ventura when he gets the spears in his leg, you know. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit, bone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not cool. Eddie, it's kind of weird, man. was that a while ago I was talking about premonitions? I, I kind of want to touch base on that a little bit because I've, I've had one experience on a premonition. I um, 
had met this lady at the YMCA. She was a a swim instructor there. And we hit it off really well. And next, the next week we decided we were going to go out on a date. And, um, the night before we were to go out on that date, um, I had a dream about us going along a road someplace and, um, she handed me a little bit of something and told me to go ahead and do my thing with it. And I said, okay. And she turned the light on and, uh, the overhead light. And I said, I don't need that. I've done this a hundred thousand times in the dark. And she she goes, Oh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. And I looked off to my right and I saw the crossbar on top of the car, the yellow, the, the blue bar. And I knew it was a cop. And as soon as we drove past him, they pulled out behind us and busted us. And I woke up in a sweat. I woke up just in one of those terror type, you know, it, it just really shook me. And uh, I know that uh, that night when we went out that night, uh, the same exact thing happened that night. I mean, to a letter, to a T. I can tell you exactly where they took us to, what they, uh, they set me down on a bench and handcuffed my ass to a bench and uh, everything, everything in that dream, that premonition come true. And I was wondering if anybody else has ever had a premonition like that or anything like that in a premonition way. That, that, that is really spooky, Rick. I mean, to have something like that, that shows, or that's that real and you see it before it actually happens. Did you kind of feel Mm -hmm. like you were having a deja vu? I was thinking so when I, when uh, it was happening, because I remember us going to the the clubs and we're dancing and I'm shooting pool and everything. And she goes, let's go one more club. I want to go dance there. And I said, okay. And we got in that car, her car, she was driving. And um, as we left, I, I, there's something sometimes when you go, someplace to have a feeling like this is not really a good thing to do and you ought to listen to your intuition because when you don't you get in trouble but yeah this really has uh, it really shook my world and rocked my world because i have never and i've never since i've never since had any kind of premonition like that but it happened and it's something i'll never forget you know, the, the term deja vu is another topic, which I think we need to cover at some point on Paranormal Analytical and talk about deja vus and experiences concerning them and what they're all about and what they could possibly mean. Because, I mean, that's something that I think everybody has had at some point or other. And it's such a strange feeling to be doing something or to be in an area and think, my God, I've been here before, and yet you never have. You know, and it's almost like you can perceive what you did while you were there, even though you've never been in that place. It's a very strange, strange feeling, and, and that's something I think we should cover at some point. Now, real quick. It is. That happens to me all the time. Then, uh, real quick, Irma Linda says, uh, I have, and they call that precognition. And, uh, yeah, and it's, mm-hmm. it's very strange. And it's really eerie, says Danielle. But uh, before we go on any further, I want Rick Warren to bring up what he's been working on here. And uh, we're going to finish off with that topic uh, because we're right at the very end. We have like two minutes. So, Rick, uh, tell them what we've been working on and what you've been working on and uh, how we're trying to uh, continue this and, and have something to show people. Well, guys, we are trying to entertain the thought of having a member, a very high-ranking member, 
of the Satanic Church, Satanic Temple from San Antonio, Texas, on our show. I have been in contact with the Satanic Temple for about the last week. I have talked with them. I have spoke with them. I've emailed them, and they are all aboard with James and Eddie preparing and possibly, I don't know if we're going to do the entire crew with Renee and McGill, but it would be really cool. I know that they want to do an interview at first and later on, probably a podcast and things like that. And we're getting prepared to see what the exact inner workings of the Satanic Temple in San Antonio, Texas is all about. It's very crazy. As a matter of fact, the deal uh, is they have so they have so many locations in just San Antonio uh, found out there's one here in Houston. There's one in New Orleans. Uh, they're in Vegas. They're mm-hmm. in uh, New York, L.A. They're in Amsterdam, um, Australia. There's there's locations everywhere. So we want to really get a, a feel of what these guys are about, uh, what their beliefs are, and what their agenda, and if any, you know, and just go in there with an open mind and uh, go check these people out and see what they're all about, man, because, you know, that's one of those subjects that I think, like, people have a curiosity about, but really nobody has the balls to go in there and find out what's going on. So um, we're, we're trying to get this thing set up to where, you know, Hey, if you guys want to come over and check our place out by all damn means, I'm, I'm going to have my ass in there. I know Eddie and Rick and, you know, anybody else in this group uh, would, would do the same thing. Um, so if we can get these guys either a on this or B in a full interview and then share to this right here. We're going to do that. Now you you're know, waiting and, for an email back, aren't you? Let's see how deep the rabbit hole goes. James, you're waiting for an email back at this time, say aren't again, you? Eddie, I, you? You dropped out. Yeah, I'm waiting on an email phone call. Uh, I sent him my number last night. I was really reluctant to do that. But, um, you know, sent an email and uh, um, my phone number. I said, hey, call. I was prepared to go meet them today. Uh, but Hey, you know, uh, just, we're going to have to play to their schedule and see what they're up to. And and I guess whenever it's convenient for them, but you know, Hey, that's going to be one hell of an interview, one hell of a show. Now, Irma intended. It's going to be a Irma says, uh, have you heard of the one that's in between Pleasanton and Poteet? That one has an upside down cross. It's on Donato road. Now I haven't heard of that one, Irma, but, uh, okay. Let me give you some history. Let me let me give you history about that right fast. I know we we're limited on time, but uh, last in uh, last uh, place that I investigated down there at uh, Haunted Hill House, uh, go check it out. It's badass. Um, right around the corner, there's a mortuary, or no, it's sorry, it's a monastery. Um, and on the front of the building, there's upside down crosses. Okay. Uh, later on in 1912, it turned into an abortion clinic and it, it, it did a few things, but when initially it was built, it had upside down crosses on the front of the building. Uh, that's not a, uh, that's not a bad thing. What that is, is, and I found out that night and I had pictures of it. I can share it too. And they said that I think it was St. Peter or one of those, uh, one of those guys, one of the apostles got crucified but wasn't worthy enough to be crucified on an additional cross. So they wanted to be upside down. So, um, in, yeah. So what do you call it in honor of, in honor of that, they put the upside down crosses on these buildings 
and it's it's nothing evil or anything like that. It's homage to you know uh, Jesus Christ himself. So they, they got wow. crucified upside down because they wasn't they wasn't worthy enough to be up you know right side up. So. That's that's crazy. So we are going to. Yeah, it it looks it looks really crazy. Yeah, it looks really weird when you see the building. You see these upside down crosses. You're like, holy shit! What? But no, once you get the backstory, it's you know, it makes sense. Yeah, and uh, Darren says, yeah, it was Saint Peter. Peter. So we're going to go ahead and uh, do some final thoughts. Rick, start us off. I just want to say thank you for another great show, guys, and thank you for the people in in the chat room. We've had a lot of. Uh, Hey, interaction there, and that's great. That really is. I hope everybody has a fantastic Halloween. I'm going to be on investigation. I'm going to try to get some pictures and maybe video and uh, get it loaded up to where we can actually see what's going on when we go over for our little booze and brews and then our investigation to the cemetery. So you guys have a good weekend, and uh, thanks for listening. James. Hey, man, The uh, like we say, the veil is uh... – uh loosening up this month you know and uh, we're approaching halloween so uh if anybody out there wants to share pictures videos anything like that because i mean now is the time to start catching things um go ahead and share it you know send it in to uh, eddie and eddie will throw you that email and uh let's get it out there and, and see if we can you know get some pictures and videos or anything else you know some stuff like that spooky stuff because now now is the time to get this kind of stuff man and uh, like we said, we're going to try to end this interview with these uh, satanic folks and um, see if, uh, see what we can do there. But hey, y'all stay spooky and let's do this. <laughs> Very awesome. And just to let everybody know, uh, right now we have uh, Patrick Newcomb and Miguel Cantu. They are on, they're in Concan, Texas, which is up in the hill country, uh, kind of uh, northwest of uh, Uvalde up in the i mean it's it's really cool over there and they've got a there's like a little resort but there's some haunted cabins which they are going to be investigating tonight and uh hopefully we'll get nice. some uh, video to share with you guys and uh maybe we'll we'll be able to bring uh miguel which is our who's our producer and uh director for paranormal analytical onto the show and have him talk a little bit about what happened what their experiences were besides all the boozing and drinking and Haunted hay rides and all that kind of good stuff. So that's going to be a lot of. Uh, well, that's going Eddie, to be are they fun. they doing a are they doing a live feed tonight? No, you know, no, there's the no internet over no, there. Badass, man. Yeah, there's no internet over there. No, no. Okay. And uh, Darren says, "Nice show, guys. I'll keep you updated with the cattle mutilations." And uh, Daniel says, uh, "Yes, can't wait yeah. to hear about it." So with that in mind, everybody, take Dude, care. You we picture, love you all. Send Thank- the pictures. Thank you all for showing up. It's been a pleasure and an honor, as always, to have you guys on the show with us and uh, talking about your experiences. Uh, like I said, it, the more the merrier, and, and we're always, always privileged to have you show up and, and share your experiences with us. We love you guys once again. Take care. Be safe. And remember, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central, Political Analytical will be on, and uh, we'll be with our uh, new days Sunday through and Wednesday. So with that in mind, take care, and uh, we'll see you all again real soon. Adios. Good night, guys. Good night, guys.